All right, everybody, welcome to Imperfect Allies. I'm Richie. I'm Chris. And we are here uh, two days away from the 4th of July, Independence Day, uh, you know, the birthday of our country. Yeah. Um, and Chris, I just wanted to talk to you about it, man. It's kind of been on my heart and in my spirit, and uh, I don't know how to talk about it. So you're the guy I talk to things with things about. I don't know how to... you. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That makes sense. We have a podcast. We might as well do it here. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could uh, fly down there. We could have a beer, but you know, no we doubt. got this thing going. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, man. I mean, how, you know, how throughout your life, I'm curious, how is the fourth, has it been a part of your life at all or in what ways? Man. So, um, you know, on the previous episode, I, I want to say that everything is going to come through the filter of Chris. And so personally, as I've gotten older, events and memories and dates have meant less to me. So I want to oh. preface that personally, just as we talked about on the Myers-Briggs episode, as an ENTP, for me, dates don't mean as much. So the importance of 4th of July has faded for me over time. But from a from a Black perspective, I, I think like many Americans... Man, the fourth was dope for mm-hmm. majority of my life. Uh, you have fireworks. I don't know how you don't get excited as a kid unless you are panicked by the sound, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you know, dogs might not like Fourth of July. Like pets, they're like, yo, what's happening? I don't get it. But from a kid perspective, that's such a good marketing campaign. And <laughs> as a historian, you know, the bombs bursting in air, that was that was us taking the L. <laughs> that was yeah. us taking the L in uh, the War of 1812. And we, we flipped it to mean like, yeah, this is us. We're in here. So... Mm-hmm. Um, historically growing up, man, 4th of July was fun. You're talking hot dogs, ketchup, yeah, mustard, man. relish, yeah, <laughs> fireworks. Um, as you get older, I'm thinking women in bikinis. And then I see the American flag on them. And I'm like, I, I'm, I think I like this flag. Right. <laughs> You know, I'm you sold. forgot about the off the off mosquito spray, man. You got to spray it down. Spraying that everywhere in the south, of course, of course, man. Hot, yeah. Jump in a pool. Go. I never was a lake person, you know. Boat shoes, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But going to the lake always seemed cool, and yeah. um, so. It, you know, there's some nostalgia there of mm-hmm. what the fourth means for me and, and going back and just it's supposed to be a day of celebration. And as a kid, I didn't know what we were celebrating other than America. Right. Red, right, white and blue. Right. So um, I, I think it's important to have some of that, you know, regardless of as we age and become more cynical as humans because we learn more <laughs> disturbing things. It's <laughs> it's important to remember that childhood um, expression and feeling at, when you're walking into something that's supposed to be joyous and fun. Um, so that's, yeah. that is the truth of how I was raised to experience the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, it has changed uh, as I've gotten older, but I don't want to ignore that reality when I talk about it. That's good. That's a good point, man, because I think I have all those same sort of memories, right? Like or similar ones, right? Sparklers and hot dogs and, you know, cookouts and everything else. And that's 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 really wonderful. Any time, any time that uh, us as a country does something similar to that, like that, that would come together like that in some way, I think is uh, to be celebrated, uh, you know, as well, man. I mean, I I love the holiday for many, many years. And um, and you're right, as I got older and understood more about it or just not about it, but about 
about U.S. history, it's it's becoming less and less a celebration and more a day of like reflection and like you know honestly mourning, man. Like there's just some mourning there that uh, I don't know. It's just a it's a weird time. Yeah. It's a weird time, and I wanted to talk about it, you know, because I I don't you know of course I we didn't of course uh, we lived in a pretty insular community as far as our neighborhood, so there weren't a lot of um, uh, black family so i don't i don't have a lot of like experience with like hanging out with you know black or Latin, latinx kids in those in those situations so i was just curious about that like how how in the you know i mean i know we have we only have our own experiences right with north texas communities there's no monoculture but i was just curious about that if it was the same thing yeah and i, I think it's cool to recollect that we do have some similarities just being growing up in uh, relatively the same area of Texas. And mm -hmm. I think one thing that's cool about the 4th of July from the celebratory aspect is it is that day where we're unified in our traditions as far as like hot dogs, maybe base baseball, yeah. <laughs> fireworks, baseball, yeah, um, water, yeah. some sort of water thing. That to me is a really cool aspect of it. But then when you go into the individual cultures and groups and how they've experienced it and what it's meant, I think it's mm -hmm. important to um, to be aware of that as we've become more globalized and understand more perspectives. And I think the first year that the 4th of July was not as hurrah, hurrah for me mm -hmm. would have been um, in college, probably after 2012. Um, which was Trayvon Martin. So that was kind of my eye-opening moment um, for mm -hmm. me personally. And then you hear the culture, which I'm, I'm talking about music. Um, you know, the mm -hmm. culture starts speaking out just about the country. And then, you know, I make connections to Rodney King and Oscar Grant. And then you're just kind of waking up, as they say, to how this country um, has over-policed. And it just, the, the celebration becomes... I guess a facade or a dream state, right? It's it's where yeah, you're you yeah. you want to stay and it allows you to be indifferent to a lot of things. And you know, I would prefer to be in that state every day because it is seemingly peaceful and happy, but when I look at the country from its historical past, it's you know, it's it's tattered, man. It's horrible. Um and mm. it's really uncomfortable to be celebrating a country that has wronged you and to be celebrating mm a country that still to this day wrongs you. It, it It's just, it's not something that you do easily because I would say majority of my peers and black brothers and sisters are out celebrating on the 4th as a way of let's just forget about this mess. Like let's, let's just get yeah. together, have a cookout, yeah. barbecue, throw something on the grill mm -hmm. so that we can just be together in our, you know, relationships that are close to us and, and, and just try and forget yeah. because I think for us, it's not like holidays are meant for us to forget because we are presently aware the whole time. If, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's not like, sure. It's not like for me, I am always, in that joyous celebratory state of just, oh, America, I love my country, right? Like there's moments where yeah. I'm rudely awakened to how uncomfortable it mm -hmm. can be. And so sometimes you celebrate for just for that moment, just to have a reprieve yeah. and get drunk mm -hmm. and go into dream state mode. <laughs> and I think a lot of people do that intentionally. Mm. Just you need it. It's 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 that break. Right. It, it's a, it's a national holiday. So some people aren't working. Um, if you have that luxury that you're not working, you are all in the dream state. Of, let's just celebrate this moment because it's it's 
It's uncomfortable yeah, to think about. Yeah, yeah, right. And and I, I think like a lot of people. I mean, I don't I don't think that it's on their mind or heart. Like, let's do a re- reflection about the history of the country, or let's re- you know what I mean. Like, I don't think anybody across yeah, culturally, no. like people are like, I don't care. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, and that's part of mm-hmm. our culture too. Is we're not the the ancestry cultures that let's look right. back. You know, we are the press forward. Yeah. So like that's a part of the celebration. Yeah, too. that's good. And I I think you know thinking about what America is and like how it got started and things like that. Like its current state started from a progressive religious movement that came over and then a progressive, essentially political movement in that, you know, trying to dismantle this class system that there's a king and then there's there's this, the servants of the king. And there's some that mm-hmm. are rich and some that most that are poor. And, you know, some rich guys said, I don't want to do that anymore. So like there's the, these progressive movements that brought over here. But then the, the, the sort of the massacre of the, of the, the native people um, that happened for years and years and years, um, and reading more and more about that, it's just become harder and harder for me to celebrate, um, what that, what America is, unless I move to things like music and food and people, you know, and not mm-hmm. the political yeah. military thing. Like I, um, I want to celebrate like veterans who, who give up their time and some of them give up their lives to, to do what mm-hmm. they can to protect the country, you know, and at the same time, like, and how, you know, how do you, how do you celebrate and honor the soldiers and lament and, and, and grieve the war? You well, know what I mean? I mean, they have the, the, the one benefit is veterans day mm-hmm. sure. is a totally different yeah. thing. And it's really, I, I have never boycotted Veterans Day. There's no way. That's my family. That's like my my people, my blood has been spilled. So it's not like Mm -hmm. I'm going to treat that the same as the 4th of July. But I love that you brought up the indigenous peoples because their day is like black experience aside. Mm -hmm. The 4th of July is not the beginning of my incarceration. Mm -hmm. Right. 1619 is that beginning. So, you know, 1776 does not mean anything other than, yo, we are officially taking all of your land. That, from an indigenous point of view, is way harder. And I would I'd be really curious to have that conversation with indigenous peoples Mm -hmm. because their tumultuous relationship with this country is way more visceral from the celebration of the fourth, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too, and I think that the more that I read and and meet uh, indigenous folks, it's it is more of a day of of mourning or just uh, a dismissed day in some way because you know the the United States government still has um, still has land you know for the natives in trust and meaning like mm-hmm. it's yours, but we're going to hold it until you're responsible enough to do it or to, yeah. to to manage it or whatever else. And it's become so so like it's not even complicated. It's pretty. I think it's pretty simple. And in, in that you know that would there anybody that's currently a citizen of the United States allow the government to take their property and say it's you know you can live on it but we have it in trust would any confederate I mean, flag corporation <laughs> yeah, would any corporation would any i mean would any anybody you know in the in the United States allow we're fighting yeah yeah i'm pulling out my guns we're fighting, of course yeah. and the way that the way in which you know people people don't think about you know, the French Indian War or the War of 1812 or, or any of the wars that we fought before and after independence against the natives as genocide. But um, the more that I learn about it, the more yeah. that that's really the sort of the budding, uh, the beginning of uh, irregular warfare. And irregular warfare says, wipe them out. It doesn't say mm-hmm. go fight their soldiers or their warriors. It says, go while the soldiers are over here, you go and kill the old women, the old men and women. 
the women and children and and, and when they, they have nothing to come back to and that's yeah. how that that irregular warfare continued continued and unfortunately has continued on through vietnam and and things like that where i mean and the soldiers that were a part of it are were really really damaged as well so it's like this damn it you know it's just this awful thing that's that's happened over and over again and it's really i find i mean man i find it hard i find it hard because for yeah. me because for me i've got to find some place in which i love america and so so america for me is the people america for me is the like i said the music like and specifically and i don't think a lot of people think about or understand like american music is black music uh blues jazz hip-hop uh, rock and roll all of those pieces, all of those, mm-hmm. you know, genres were were started. I mean, <laughs> I heard Mark Maron say it all kind of goes back to a black guy in a chair with a guitar. Like it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. and um even like country music with banjos, like banjos is, is essentially a culturally stolen instrument. So it's yeah, I mean that I'm super like proud of and what it's wonderful and it's 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 vibrant and and um the people are wonderful. There's a lot of wonderful people in the country and even the people that I disagree with are you know, they love their family and they 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 want good things for the people around them and they're scared of things they don't understand or don't know. And so they're right. they act in yeah. ways in which they, you know, I would say, well, that's racist, but they may just not, you know, know or whatever else, but it is damaging, you know. So it's just it's just like this mess. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's yeah, that's the world. That's life. Um I, I feel that completely. But I love that you you started to break apart the different things that the fourth could mean because mm-hmm. you know, looking at the country and the country's history, that's one piece of it mm-hmm. right but the culture the people the mm-hmm. ideals right I, mm-hmm. and i think we forget like the statue of liberty that was a gift to america mm-hmm. for its ideals not right. for what the country is about to do to people or anything mm-hmm. like that it's that idea that a lot of people moved out here to disrupt the previous monarchies to mm-hmm. to change things and to have this idea that all people are created equal like we got here from this previous point Mm-hmm. And so 1776 also puts in stone, like cements the idea that a country mm-hmm. can live with a principle that has not even really existed before, <laughs> that yeah. all men are created equal. That's wild. At this time, this is something that could not be conceived. And most mm-hmm. people thought it would fail. And it was the second try. Like uh, the Articles of Confederation did not work. And they were like, we know what we're trying to make. We just can't. We haven't figured it out yet. And so for me, I know that if I'm celebrating the fourth or if I see someone celebrating the fourth, I'm not going to automatically think, oh, they're excited for all the lives that were lost, all the Native Americans that have been killed. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I think they have a true, genuine connection with the ideology that Mm -hmm. all people could be created equal because Mm -hmm. that was very progressive. And um, and we we we're getting there. I mean, it's not perfect. The country isn't perfect, but we are so far from three. I mean, 300 years ago, 200 years ago, what what not? We've made it a long way. And we know that ideas push people forward. Right. And that's a big piece of it. You we wouldn't have progressed if this country was never founded. I mean, that's true. You know what I mean? It's just someone started with an idea. Enough people bought into it. Part of it had to do with they didn't like Britain. So they were feeling oppressed at the time. Right. Like there's there's some things in there that we know it's not just all bravery. Right. Some of it is just, hey, let's get this hustle. Let's make this money. Right. But oh, for sure. In that came an ideal that has led us to one of the greatest things like I mean I'm an American so I can say it's the greatest country of all time you know that is hyperbole but at the same mm-hmm. time if I'm only valuing this ideal yeah it's it's actually very valid yeah 
And I get that, man. And I think that, you know, I've been really struggling or wrestling with the idea of can, can, you know, good men do bad things or bad men, you know, do good things kind of deal. So I read about the, I read the, uh, the founding documents declaration or the constitution or, or some of the letters from Washington to other people. And you're like, you know, I can see sort of this idea and he, you know, his turn on slavery and like realizing this is not okay. These are people, this is not right. This is, this has to be interrupted and things like that. And but, you know, then see his letters to one of his generals, you know, you, we got to destroy the Iroquois, you know, like we have to wipe them off the face of the earth. And it's 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 difficult. And especially, you know, being left leaning right now, um, there's hmm, and this is going to be hard because this is a tough one. Right. Mm -hmm. So I come from a very conservative background, uh, very puritanical. Right. Um, there are certain things that you do and don't say certain things that you do and don't do. And now that I moved to the left, there we have I have another list. Mm. And now this list, I think, is is a better list because um, it is it is accepting people as they are in their labels or the things that they they understand about themselves, believing their experience. Like there's all these different things. Mm -hmm. At the same time, my there are still restrictions to speech. There are still restrictions to action and things like that. So there's still this this sort of and it feels at times another form of puritanical stuff right. and to and to realize that the country was founded off off of progressive ideas it sort of lines up for me a little bit better like it makes more sense and and it's like progress from progress or you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean but we have to be really careful of making of making a new puritan purit puritanical so true. ideal you know what i mean and so how do we how do we and, and I think part of it is telling the truth, mm -hmm. just talking about, and, and, and being OK with talking about how, you know, Washington did this thing where where no one could be think, think it was done. And it's led to um, this opportunity and explosion of of wealth that, that is is unheard of in in his human history. Yeah. Um, you know, our poor are the wealthiest poor in the world. It's true. Which is even 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 the even the most you know, homeless, derelict, whatever, down on the luck person has 100% access to water, which is unheard of in most other countries, mm -hmm. um, you know, and which, which is wild. And, 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 you know, they can walk into an emergency room to get some sort of emergency care. They could, there are food, you know. So anyway, just, I don't know, man, it's, it seems like the more left is all or nothing and the far right is all or nothing. And I don't know. I just think it's, 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 I hate saying in the middle because it's not a little bit of ideas here, a little bit of ideas here. It's that it's accepting of both, both of those sides or the good and the bad from somebody yeah. to the way, know, what do you think? The, well, <laughs> you know, the way I look at it is from a teacher point of view. And, um, most teachers have this point of view, even if they're imperfect themselves. When we work with students, it's not for their present self, right? It, we're not celebrating who that person is today. We're celebrating who they could be. And so falling in love with those ideas is what drives every action we do. It's like, I don't know. I'm mold. It's being molded. 1776, July 4th. That's, that is that day where I have an infant and it's like, yo, you're, you're going to make some mistakes along the way. But what I believe you to be is worth every ounce of my time. And I think mm -hmm. that's one perspective to have on this country to where you can say, I think we're still I think we're still going there. I mean, we're a young country. We're in its infancy compared to civilizations and, and things of that nature. We're yeah. still young. So, you know, if you're judging our teenage years, <laughs> you know, if you're if you're basing everything yeah. off of the youngest time where you're supposed to be causing havoc, you're supposed to be a problem as a human being. Right. If we're using this metaphor mm -hmm. that 
that's what we're talking about all the time. We're saying, don't judge me for who I was, like accept me for who I am and what I'm becoming. And I think this country is doing that. This this movement, 2020, was the first time I've heard the country collectively talk about something. And this podcast is a product yeah. of that, right? And so yeah, that yeah. we wouldn't be here, right? The progress of the progress. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's just a real thing. And so it's it's really funny working with a student. They were having to do a uh, an assignment that was focused on women's rights. And it was talking mm-hmm. about the Republican woman in the earliest years of our country. The idea was that women's role was to educate their kids. But we have to educate the women to educate the kids. So then there's this actual care to educate women and to make them as smart as possible so that they can raise kids. Now, if I'm being cynical, I can say, yes, they were saying the women weren't citizens. The women weren't going to take that knowledge and have a career. They weren't going to be lifted up. But the idea to even say, we need to make sure our women are prepared. They need to be educated. They need to be smart. They need to be sharp because they're going to raise our future. Mm-hmm. Um, the, one of the proponents of this, in in communicating with other white men of the day, he has to say, yo, I know this idea yeah. is strange. I know it's a peculiar institution. Mm-hmm. He said those words about educating women. Part of that is, mm-hmm. like we're learning on this, ep- on this podcast, I have to be able to effectively communicate in order to get my ideas across. So, you know, when we look back at things that uh, Lincoln said about black people, if we look back at things Mm -hmm. that, you know, the founding fathers said about black people, part of that is they're communicating to a culture at a time. So they might even have to twist their words to fit the culture, not their own ideals. And so when I heard this guy talking about women's rights and women's education and he said it's peculiar and strange i didn't hear him saying yeah these women it's strange to educate them i heard him having to twist the idea to be sold so that everyone would start doing it and and now you Mm. see women's rights movement that all comes from that that early stage so it's that progress on progress on progress that we couldn't get to Mm. and we also can't look back from our lens and judge the way they're saying things because we don't know what that culture was like when they were interacting with it yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's another, I mean, I, it's one of those ones that I agree with and it's really hard to agree with. Right. So like, it's, it's hard for me to be in the mindset of how could you could take anything, <laughs> uh, slavery, women's rights, uh, you know, the destruction of the native peoples, um, anything, uh, the, the acquisition or acquisition of land, uh, just all these different things. How could, how could anybody see that and be like, oh, this is okay. But there are lots of things that I know now that I'm like, no, that's a year ago. I'd be mm-hmm. like, that's fine. But now realizing, oh my gosh, that's totally yeah. not fine. That ignorance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I just think the more than the more that I read about it and talk about it, the more I just think that we have to tell the whole truth. And that's what I'm afraid of with the 4th of July, like flags everywhere and, um, you know, proud to be an American and all that stuff is, you know, where at least I know I'm free. I'm like that. Is it a free? Is it free? Are, are we free? Are, are we free to, um, you know, to be ourselves, to be to feel have a sense of safety and security to be um to be our full selves here. And I, it's, it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel that way, man. You know, like my, we were driving through Oklahoma, which I love. I mean, it's my second home. Tulsa is my, you know, that area is my second home and, and the birthplace of my parents, there were parts of it. We were driving through and my wife has all these like, you know, black lives matter, trans lives matter, stickers on the back of her car, love is love, you know, things like that. Real progressive sort mm-hmm. of bumper stickers that she loves. Um, and there were, we were going to pull into a gas station and I looked around and, Immediately, I was like, nope, 
move into the next yeah. gap. And this is not the one. And it wasn't because there was a whole bunch of like overt, you know, Confederate flags and everything else. But it was just a sense of the the eyes on you. You're not. This yeah. is not your home. Like this is not the place that you need to be. And I've had that. I've had that in Mississippi as well, where I went to the wrong mm-hmm. color gas station, and it was like, hey, they, I mean, they weren't mean or well, you know, they just looked at me, and I'm like, got mm-hmm. it. I'm yeah. gonna keep going. <laughs> Is this is not this is not mine, and it, it wasn't it it was a strange like I mean you know it was a strange feeling, but it's this it was the same kind of feeling like this is not this is not the one. So I don't know, man. I, well, it um, it's it's that free thing, it, or yeah. it's it's the it's <laughs> what it's it's what the natives and the aboriginals already knew is that our language is imperfect and free does not mean what you think it means right it means multiple things and oh, so you could be talking like yeah. the scenario we talk about from when we talked to tyson was he said a tree that i'm talking about might not be the tree that you're referencing the, the moment i write down tree it loses its meaning it loses its mm-hmm. context because you're going to be picturing something mm-hmm. else that's how our written language mm-hmm. unfortunately works it's like a weakness of it so free does not mean mm. free um to feel at home everywhere the benefit was rich you mm-hmm. had another gas station to go to you had the freedom of choice yeah yeah right and and that's yeah. a big part of yeah. and i'm i learned i learned this in this last year because i was clueless to it before but a lot of what the freedoms are is we have the freedom to choose in this country and so many countries it's like no it's this it's all you get is this mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. When we look at these founding words, I'm thinking of, you know, uh, at least I know I'm free and I'm hearing the words to all of our patriotic songs. And those words might not even been written for us. You know, It might have been written for a different generation, different time, oh. you know, when. Oh, for sure. Because if I think about the freedom that you were talking about, that still exists. If you want to move mm-hmm. to Alaska, you have all the freedom you want. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want. And mm-hmm. Alaska is still the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Most of our country was the wilderness mm-hmm. up until... I mean, there's still a lot of wilderness, but you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, that's, that's the, that, I mean, I, I agree in, in that there were lots of, there was lots, there was a lot more wilderness, but I think that that's another thing is like the, the country from, from east to west had roads before we got here, before white people mm-hmm. got here. It had roads, farms, cities, trade lines, uh, yeah. Yeah, trade trade routes. It had deer, like deer and game gardens, like huge game gardens where they would they would, you know, do what like conservatives talk about, like harvesting deer and making sure there's the numbers are at, at the right place. And white people got here and said, "Oh, look at all this wilderness." Mm-hmm. When it was really a, a, in in civilized, it was already it was already you know divided. T- 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, man. It's 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 hard to, I don't know. It's just um, it's hard to celebrate the freedom of going to a different gas station when I know the cost mm-hmm. and the cost uh, and I benefit from that cost. And mm-hmm. I didn't have any, um, I didn't have any say in that. And uh, that's, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to, to, to fall into like any kind of patriotic mode. Um, and by patriotic, I mean, just sort of blind, you know, not blind, but I mean, we'll say, it, you know, blind faith in the country. Mm-hmm. And and people hear me talk this way and I've gotten some feedback that it sounds, you know, unpatriotic and un-American and if you don't like it, leave and that kind of thing. And it's like, well, where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. Where, where are my people? Where can I return to? No, nowhere. I'm, I, I'm the children of settlers. I'm the grandson of settlers. And so um, the people that I was, the land that I came from is all divided up into different countries now. And... Um, uh, you know, I have no no cultural roots outside of this one. I'm not I'm not native anywhere. Yeah, and and it's 
Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, no, I, I 100% agree with you. And I think, you know, when we think about the fact that we were placed here without our choice, you know, we all benefit mm-hmm. from all the destruction that was done to the land and to the natives. And that's part mm-hmm. of settler mentality, right? And mm-hmm. I, we can't escape it. Even if I'm an involuntary settler, I'm a, I, like, I, I walk settler, you know what I mean? So it's... Sure, it's, we all do. We, it's part of the culture. Yeah. We're in a settler culture. Um, I, I do think... Know? that what i'm learning is the new frontier because again settler culture is go 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 what's next what's next the new Mm. frontier the new where's my home where's my place is online Mm. in communities right like Mm. that's where people are going and yeah that's true it's it's happening fast people i mean even like our last episode about myers-briggs and discussing you know i can go and be in a forum full of entps and feel at home mm-hmm. and, and be talking and connecting and there's no land i mean technically it's it's built you know with infrastructures and things like that but the internet is landless and so you can feel that freedom to just be in that space and maybe um be removed from the atrocities of the world because when you think of where is your land where's your peoples that as settlers we don't have that if mm-hmm. unless we go with this is our land and then we know that it was taken from others but that's part of the conquering mentality as well i mean how many of the state and country lines that are drawn across the globe have any roots with who actually was there you know that's oh for so many conflicts in our in our world is that today yeah absolutely absolutely and it's that you know it's it's the imperialistic um, idea, like go and civil civilize these people and things like that, and and won't exploit the land and make money and stuff like that. And and while I do agree that that you know quality of you know, quality of life, you know length of life has gotten longer yeah. and, and in some ways, yeah, it really did. I mean, this the data shows it. You know that that you know for thousands and thousands of years, people lived on the equivalent of about two dollars a day, and then you know. 1800 somewhere that just that skyrocketed from innovation from from having a merchant class from from allowing things to be invented and and uh, you know not have a central you know centralized government things like that yeah man i just uh i don't know it's it's i I hate to be a downer i'm not trying to be a downer i'm just trying to i'm trying to work it out and i've been i've been me personally i've been dealing with like just anger and I've been weepy and recently, and I don't know where it's coming from. I was watching this show called uh, Sweet Tooth, hmm. I think is what okay. it's called. It's a new Netflix show. It's an apocalyptic show. And then, so there's this virus that kills everybody, but then uh, leaves some people behind. And all the human babies are now uh, baby-human hybrids. And it's this sort of like this really interesting idea that that connects connects humanity with the animal kingdom because we are part of it. We're part of the earth. We're part of that mm-hmm. thing. We're part of the ecosystem. But anyway, there was, and it was like this, this guy was helping this kid. And I just started, I just started crying at the, at this, just the, at that. And I don't understand, like, anyway, so that, that had me have nothing to do with the fourth. I just, I've been in that place of just like emotional, it's, it's right on the mm-hmm. surface. And I don't, I don't know what that is, yeah. you know, I don't know what that. And so maybe that's where all this came from. It's just, I can't, I'm not able to compartmentalize yeah. well, mm-hmm. consciously, unconsciously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but if I want to say, I want to think about this later, man, that's not hard for me to do. And I don't know. I, but I, I think that's just the nature <laughs> of of emotions, right? And I think that's why you have this country and this movement of science that is so viscerally focused on removing that emotional piece because it is so retardant. Mm-hmm. It is so it just slows you down 
and because um, it makes you stop and reflect. And this country is not about that, you know. So um, that's that's like what you're feeling is all powerful and real because it's it's about that connection. And I haven't seen the show, but I can imagine what it's like to see someone nurture, grow, and connect with someone else. I mean, that's what that's what my career is, right, as an educator. And so it's right. something that we do daily in in this in this field. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I I will say is in that situation where the anger and the emotions are coming, it's typically from a sense of lack of agency and not knowing what the next step is what i what can i control this connects Mm. me to that video i I sent you a video because i was working with a student who Mm. had to um, watch a video this was um a i think his name was ice white weisel he was a elias Elias. is it elias or yeah yeah so um he's a jew he was from germany and he was commemorating the clintons and the country for reflecting on the past that what happened in uh, nazi germany and the fact that Mm -hmm. the americans came in wreck shop did work and and stopped something that was honestly horrible and what his whole speech was about was the dangers of indifference and when you are Mm -hmm. indifferent you are no longer human that was a big argument for him right and what i took from that is there's one way to remain indifferent and there's one way to stop being indifferent and the word is action Mm. if you if you take action Mm. you are no longer indifferent if you don't take action you remain indifferent and so when i hear what you're talking about rich and i hear you feel this this sense of uh, discomfort when you look at the 4th of July, because on one hand, you know what could be celebrated and what is honestly acceptably celebrated. There's some great things that have come from the 4th, but but you also are are very aware of the negative things that came from that. And so in a sense, Mm -hmm. you're torn and conflicted because if you celebrate, you are indifferent to the plight of the natives and to the plight of others. Luckily, in this Mm -hmm. country, there are ways that you can take action and celebrate. You can celebrate and then find Mm -hmm. a native community to donate to, to um, become close Mm -hmm. to, to interact with, to communicate with. You can find organizations like Built that are designed to help disenfranchised Mm -hmm. people and take action while celebrating because at the Mm -hmm. same time, what's allowing you to take action is the foundations that this country built for you at the same time. And so that could be a peaceful reckoning because it's it's way better than being indifferent or staying in the dream state. Like you're actively talking about it. You're actively addressing it and being truthful. And you're saying, I know I should, there are things to celebrate and I know there are things to mourn and I'm going to take action on both. And Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good, man. That's good. That, that speech was great. And I appreciate you sharing that with me because he he did a thing that I think is really important. He talked about, for the most part, um, talked about mm-hmm. what really happened, right? That, you know, that America did rescue him and did rescue, you know, a lot of his people. And, and it was amazing. And they also knew it was mm-hmm. going on for a while mm-hmm. and they didn't address it. And, and, and the, uh, you know, he, he brought up war atrocities all over the country and mm-hmm. he included Hiroshima, which is an American war atrocity, but we don't. And that, that's the thing. It's like it, it, that's the piece that really gets mm-hmm. me into trouble a lot. It gets me in trouble at work is that we, or just in my life is that we don't talk about the things that are hard to talk about 
it's like we sweep them under the rug and that's the way to deal yeah. with them is to ignore them. You know, when we ignore them, our country burns. Our country, while it was, while there are a lot of great things that came out of 2020, mm-hmm. it was on fire in the summer. Every major hit city had a major fire mm-hmm. and a major protest because people mm-hmm. saw and were tired of like, you know, white people finally, a lot of white people finally understood or realized or whatever, woke, woke up, whatever you want to call it, even though that word has become, you know, it's become a derogatory in some circles, yeah. mandatory. Well, it, but it's because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's because so. being woke in the traditional sense that has been established, traditional is probably not the right word, but what it means is you mm-hmm. are only aware of the atrocities. You're not speaking on the truth. You're not speaking on the whole reality of the situation. And so you have one side that is saying being woke is bad and derogatory because what they see is completely ignoring the truth. And and so what you're saying is we need to be openly able to admit all of the truth. We need to be able to talk about it. It's just the same as religious yeah. groups not being able to talk about the truth, right? And it's the same thing as scientific mm-hmm. groups not being able to talk about the truth and what how religion is powerful. And so it's just when we are ignoring things when we're being indifferent to others that's that settler mentality that we're really trying to wash away that's that supremacy that we're trying to wash away because it's ignoring the things we choose to ignore it's being indifferent to the things we choose to be indifferent Mm. to so that we can dehumanize that that other group yeah whatever it is every time yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely whatever it is wow that's good man i'm dropping some big facts on rich tonight man thank you sir that's good that's really good i needed to hear that because i needed to hear that not acknowledging the positives is also not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And I, I needed to hear that. I don't know about anybody. Yeah. Else. So I'm not, this is just because we don't speak for any major groups other than <laughs> the ones here. that we, yeah. Yeah. we've gotten but that like, feedback. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you. Thank you listeners. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that's really good, man. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, I have to sit with that. I don't know. <laughs> you got me speechless a little bit, but that's good. That's good because I got to think about that. I got to sit with that because I think so. That's a good. That's a good exercise for our listeners too. You know, like if if you're way pro America, you know, have you looked at how it was built? And if you're way against America, have you looked at things that it's provided? So wow, man, and that's that could that that can boil down all the way through to our relationships, our parents, yeah. our everything else, right? Because there's it's you know our parents aren't perfect people and nobody is. And at the same time, they've offered us really wonderful things mm-hmm. and some really har- harmful things. So, and, by, and on down to my kids, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm doing my best and I know my parents did their best too. Your parents did their best pretty much. I mean, I know a lot of, most of the people that I know, their parents are like at least trying at some, some level. Well, and a lot of people, the way they, they're, they're like, I'm going to do my best, but not even having kids because I know I'm imperfect. Well, right. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We were we were driving. I wonder if that's so this is a good example, I think. So we're driving home tonight. Um, I'm without children all weekend. So that's how I'm celebrating the fourth uh, <laughs> is dropping the kids off with the grandparents, but uh, which I was excited about. But this like Jeep Cherokee, we're going 70 miles an hour, which is the speed limit in these back roads. So it's super fast, like, I miss sh- that. you know, crazy, you know, 70, 70, 75 miles an hour. And then this car comes zooming by me and I could see him in the rear view mirror. He was like doing that thing where he was going up against the bump, like bumper to of the car that wouldn't move. Mm-hmm. So he went, he went to the side at 70 miles an hour, went up to the side and like went around this car and would zoom past me. And I was angry mm. because how dare that person. And then I thought, uh, well, maybe it's a dad who has a kid who's a, you know, has a broken arm or a broken leg or something and rushing him to the hospital mm. or, or something like that. Yeah. 
you know. And it could be, and then we came to the conclusion, my wife and I, it could be a whole bunch of raccoons on cocaine driving that car, only working <laughs> the pedals. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We honestly had no idea what was going on in that car. So true. So, but I I know how bad it is to to go that fast. Like I know what damage can be done. Yeah. I know what damage has been done in the past. And so it's really easy for me to go to that judgmental place of, well, this is an idiot. Yeah. This is a obvious, like an automatically, even though they're doing a bad thing, yeah. that they're automatically a bad person. And that's no, that's no, and that experience is no different in conservative evangelical Christianity. It's no different than in being in uh, progressive socialist movements either. Yeah. And I think so different. that's important to notice because we actually can prescribe those, that judgment in every moment of our day, <laughs> you know, like yeah. we are indoctrinated in the um, supremacy mentality and we, we can do it at any moment. I was just thinking on my drive home, a car zoomed by me. Mind you, I wasn't even in their way, but I was about to get over. I noticed them driving fast, so then I just I just hung back and said, no, yeah, take the lane. And then when I looked over, they flipped me off. And I was like, what? This doesn't this doesn't even make sense. You know what? Maybe maybe that was maybe their whole hand is about the size of a finger and they waved. That's what that's what I, <laughs> that's what I told myself. I was like, you know what? Maybe they were waving and they just got really skinny hands. Really skinny hands, you know, man. Maybe from my angle, it just all lined up perfectly. Like I yes. I had to do that because I found myself getting angry about nothing. And I just Well, and it it's a it's something you can't control either. Yeah. Right. So being so angry about it, something you can't control. And yeah. so I, I think it is important, especially as we're reflecting on our country and its inception. We mm-hmm. are Americans, but the American movement was birthed out of the settler movement, which is has this deep seated ideology of progressing going forward not really looking back that much just pressing on because of that mentality to keep on going it mm-hmm. it behooves those who are settlers to become indifferent right it behooves us to press forward oh, and sure. to become indifferent yeah. and then that indifference becomes judgmental to those that are not like you and you start mm-hmm. you start um what's the, there's a p word that I'm thinking of in the, Perpetrate, not perpetrate, perpetrating. Per, per, sure, man, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> you start putting that out in the universe, and it just come, it yeah. just happens. And so, you know, it's it's really yeah. us admitting and talking about the whole truth of all things, having this open dialogue, yearning together, and being yeah. aware that there are things that I'm ignoring that I probably should be talking about, and there's things that mm-hmm. um, I'm celebrating that other people haven't been talking about, and both things are true, as we've said like a million times. Um, <laughs> and I think. I think that's yeah. kind of what we found. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right, man. I think you're right. And I, I think that if I get, I know for me, if I get too bogged down into, well, I'll say bogged down. I mean, it feels better to be bogged down in the positive idealism that I, I, I tend to find mm-hmm. myself. But it also creates a lot of anger because I know it could be better. I know things can be different easily. Mm-hmm. Like it could, we could turn a switch and just change how things mm-hmm. are done. Because that's how things are get yeah. done. I mean, that's why monarchies are such an effective form of government in that like the king says it, and we'll do it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, where democracy is slower and, and more laborious. And at the same time, we have people that are in places of power that could immediately change things. And they're not. And that part is super frustrating. And and, and it can, well, I mean, you know, we've both talked about it. It can feel defeating and it can feel like, oh, it can just feel overwhelming. Yeah. You know? Well, I, um, I, I have to at least say thank you, Rich, because 
you bring so, so much heart and emotion to the show and you make me mm-hmm. reflect on things I am naturally indifferent to. And it's not, it's like, okay. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be indifferent. It just, I don't sure. see it. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to feel it. Right. And so yeah. when you yeah. bring these things to my awareness, I'm able to then uh, work through them and think about things that I could be doing better. Um, you know, when I hear you talk about there are things that we could change in this country. My natural thought is yes, but then what are the truths of the things that are holding them back that are are truly things that maybe these decision makers aren't sure how to execute on, right? Like, because if we, 50-50 is probably not the best numbers, but if 50% of people want to move it this way, how do we prepare the other 50% for this change that might fundamentally break everything that they know to be true or, you know, or whatever that may be. Right. Mm, So with, with progress comes pain. And I think it's just how life is, unfortunately. And, you know, hubris is, is beautiful because it's so confident, (laughs) but at the same time, we, the truth is there's always someone that's going to get hurt in, in the movements. Um, and so mm-hmm. that's why the status quo sometimes sounds great because we know who's getting hurt. Let's not hurt anyone else, you know, or some, some craziness like that. Sure. It's just mm-hmm. comfortable, right? Like, so, yeah. So in, we'll say some of the situations that I grew up in, it was more comfortable for me to direct any kind of negative feelings or thoughts mm-hmm. inward. Because if I was the bad guy, if I was the piece of garbage person, then everything mm. made sense. That's why I got bullied. That's why I got harassed. That's that's why I got some of the things I got because I was a piece of crap. So that now my world yeah. makes sense. And now that I'm I mean I'm moving into more and more functional relationships and more and with more functional that comes things, complexity. With the, absolutely it does. And I find myself being uncomfortable with mm-hmm. good things. It's uncomfortable for people to tell me that things like you said, I appreciate you. You you've helped me in this way. That's uncomfortable mm. for me to hear because I have so much time spent in yeah. this other space. And I'm really proud of that space, strangely, because that little guy survived mm-hmm. all that. And that's how mm-hmm. he knew to do it. And what a cool dude. Like what yeah. a cool guy. Uh, the widest sentence I've ever said. But like what a cool guy, right? Like what a really cool guy that he would that he his brain, you know, like the world did not make sense around mm-hmm. it. It was chaos and confusion and pain and fear. And he took all that and made mm-hmm. some sense out of it so he could live his life in some semblance of, of, of reality. And what's crazy is every exactly. one of us has done that. Every human has done that in some capacity. And so when we get when people see statues mm. torn down. Uh, of confederate generals that's something to them that's uh, that the world made sense in some way that 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 made sense and it, it and it and they're saying over and over again you hear them saying this is not about hate mm-hmm. it's about heritage and we don't believe them. i feel it though we don't believe them. i mean yeah 100 you know i'm saying You're right so 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 i i mm-hmm. don't believe them either but if somebody came to me and said that I have a body, I have a male body, but I feel like a female, I would believe them. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt. I don't, yeah, I, yeah. not anymore. I would, I would have previously, yeah. but not anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't doubt that. So then why don't I, why don't I listen to that other person who I find, I find the idea of Confederate generals and Confederate flags mm-hmm. highly offensive, highly offensive because you try right. to destroy my country. You, you tried to keep humans enslaved. Like all of these things, all of the negative things that can be said about 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 that about the confederacy (laughs) well no the confederacy i I think is hilarious because it's it's the same thing we're talking about it's this dichotomy of only in america 
well, not only this happens in other countries, secessions happen and, and things like that. But only in America mm-hmm. is the secession celebrated as American. It's like, yes, you did yeah. what you were. Yeah. You did the American ideal of fight for what you believe in, regardless of what everyone else thinks. And you <laughs> you, you were the rugged individuals who fought for what you believed in and your ideology. And at the same time, you fought against this country. So it's it's such a contorted mess of the Fourth of July. It's it's mm-hmm. it's the same feeling. It's the same feeling of yeah. Wait, am I celebrating the country because secessioners were against the country before the ideals, right? And if we're looking at the Fourth, mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm anti-country, but I'm pro-ideals. It's this it's this crazy <laughs> crazy reality we we live in, and that's what life yeah. is. It is contending. With both sides of the truth, you know, I look at Confederate soldiers in a totally different light from a historical point of view. You know, I, I disagree with everything that they were doing in a building statues point of view. Those are people trying to cling on to a way of life and, and all of that. Them getting torn down, I think, is beautiful. But when I see someone that was told that that was their family's hero, I feel for them at the same time. It's like, yo, yeah. that's rough. Um, and yeah. so I, I, I like how you pointed yeah. out your conflictions there, because for me, I am pro pride. Um and but it is hard for me to comprehend it you know like i can trust someone but it's just really hard for sure. me to comprehend it because of the way of life i've built and the understandings that i have and so i think that is the truth and in our country if i'm going back to the ideals in the 4th of july i can celebrate that there is stuff in my country i don't understand and that people have the right yeah. to live that way in this country and i'm going to celebrate them being able to hate or ha- or be happy in this country and i've seen i've seen military people be able to say this exact same thing right i i fought for them to be yeah. ignorant <laughs> i fought you know like whatever it is right. i fought for them yeah. to believe whatever they want to believe i i put my life on the line for that so right. if you're hating on them you're hating on the vets at the same time well man that's good uh, that's good i mean i so 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 then I guess the question is is how do we how do we make that actionable? I mean, you know, do we accept the people and not the behavior? Do we do we still fight for the breaking down of or the the toppling of these Confederate monuments at the same time try to dialogue with people that would want them to stay up? Um, you know, those kind of things. I mean, what uh, I guess dialogue is I mean, yeah. it's it's what uh, we talked about earlier, yeah. taking action in some way. Some shape, form. If if we do mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. we are speaking truth to power. Like we're talking about the whole truth. We aren't ignoring it, and we're taking action. Mm-hmm. We're building relationships. It's just like um, the guy that takes KKK uh, uniforms just by a dialogue, just from conversation. And so mm-hmm. I, I think that's a big part of it. Is yeah. it would be beautiful for the Fourth of July to be a like a meeting of ideologies of different people and like setting aside their differences and loving each other for that day right you know you have pride month is a whole month of of love Mm -hmm. yet i don't know how they (laughs) feel about Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know those that oppose that love you know it's just you know the love stops somewhere sure and i think it would be beautiful if the fourth of july was this unity thing of of both sides kind of just meeting and and having conversation and taking action. Yeah. And I think it's hard, especially with, especially with pride, especially with black history, those kind of things where it's identity, it's humanity. It's, it's, you're not accepting my humanity Mm. as that is, um, and my experience in humanity. And I'm, am I, 
am I doing that to people that really celebrate the South? That's part of their humanity, part of their history, part of their their culture. Yeah, where does the love stop? That's a good question, man. That's a really tough one. That's a really tough one. Because for me, it does. It stops with behavior a lot of times. It stops with rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't love Ted Cruz. I don't love Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Um, I don't love Bill Clinton. I don't love Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, it's uh, it's interesting, bro. Like, that's because I, I mean, my ideal of, of, of a healthy of a healthy love is a, is 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 a is a healthy, healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Um, like loving people from afar, giving them the, the dignity of their own choices, uh, things like that, not speaking ill of them, treating, treat, this is the, the a, a friend of mine said, you know, you need to get to a point where all of your enemies, you need to see them as you, as you would a sick friend, mm-hmm. someone who's very, very sick. How would you treat that person? And, uh, man, that's such a, that's such a big ask. You remember, such a big ask. you remember Tyson's episode? The, it started with him going, oh, I've been on the phone for hours with this guy. I, I can't stand yeah. him, but I think he needs yeah. me. It's like, yeah. what? Oh, boy. I mean, think about it. I mean, that's what. <laughs> what? Tyson, what? I can't stand it, but I think they need me. Chris. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's love. It, it extends. It goes, and it's painful. It's hard, but it's non indifferent. It's human. And and the the funny thing about being human is we do know we have flaws, but we seem to not accept those in others. And it's just like <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, you know. And so at the same time, we're like, I'm human. Like I'm human. Chill. But we forget that about others. And when I hear that. That speech that I shared with you about indifference, he, his point is if you are indifferent, you are no longer human because you don't have relations. Mm-hmm. You don't have what makes you a soul or a human being. And you're not and you're ignoring those relationships. And so I, I think it's important to build those relationships, strengthen those relationships and be a full human because you are allowing someone else to be a full human. And if they're indifferent to you, that's that's something else. But but as we say on this show, we are the imperfect allies mm. and we're kind of here for the other imperfect allies, right? That's that's what we're here to talk about. We can't talk to people that aren't listening to us. Um, right. But right. as as I want our listeners and you and I to be whole, I feel like a big part of that is allowing others to be indifferent to us. But we we are bigger than that. We're stronger than that because we are the ones here to do what our country needs us to do. We are the ones mm-hmm. that are trying to pull the sides together while big tech keeps pulling us apart. <laughs> Even though they give us wow, this platform, man. thank you, Big Tech. Um, but wow. it's 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 what we need to do. So, are you saying that conservatives need liberals to open their eyes to acknowledge some of the the ways in which the world is changing in the historical context, and maybe the conservatives need uh, the liberals need the conservatives to open them up to to some of the ideas that are positive from their their point of view. I would say families being probably the number one how important how important families are to support and uphold and what that looks like not that that liberals don't i don't know <laughs> i'm trying to but one to one but it yeah. sounds like yeah maybe we you know how fast wow. they would go viral this would be a truth right if you were that idiot needs me <laughs> yeah that's tyson for you that idiot needs me that's that's why he did it uh, but you know this to be true because 
the reason why a black man wow, speaking out about how important family is and all those like he was like I'm I'm a, I was a Democrat but I know family's important instantly goes viral in the conservative network instantly because right, it's right. it's speaking to them it that's all it is we just need to hear the other side if there's a trans like uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is a perfect example of a trans Republican that you know regardless if 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 there are Republican values that are being heard and yeah, family's important, this is important. Yeah. The conservatives like, see, see, you know. And so mm-hmm. it's not that we hate each other; it's that we're not speaking mm-hmm. the truths to that the other truth has, and we're ignoring that. And then we create these mm-hmm. divisions that aren't even real. Just talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Just just hear each other. That's that's what happened to me this year. I did, I again, I didn't even know or understand the individualism and all that. Now that I hear it, my conversations with my conservative friends and family members, amazing. Just we mm. hear each other. We are, we agree on everything except for like details, like little details. But as far as human to human, it's like, nah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I see that. It, it's just, it's, it's peaceful. It's beautiful. Okay. Wow. That's good, man. That's good. It's dropping some more in, indigenous, uh, indigenous knowledge on us, man. I mean, golly. Uh, wow. 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 Well, I'm at that place where I don't have anything <laughs> to say, bro. Like this. I mean, to see. Okay. So part, of, I guess real quick, I'll, part of me, the part of me that grew up and used those defense mechanisms, would say, well, that's just ego. Uh, you know, my ego says that people need me or whatever else. And, and it's not mm. some sort of, but it's not some sort of codependent thing. It's just, I, we are, here we go. We are valuable to mm. one another. Yeah. Regardless, there is, there is, there is some sort of value uh, human to human, to human um, that we have for one another. And I think a great example is a documentary about um, prison hospitals and the guys that work in mm. prison hospitals. There are prisoners that are... Um, that come to care and love people that have done despicable things, despicable things, but they find some way, most of it because those they're they're neutered in some way, and then they can't they can't do the despicable things that they mm-hmm. they, they have done in the past. But um, so there's a boundary, there's a really heavy boundary set up. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that that person, however horrible they may have acted or or have been there is there they may have something to contribute even to on the smallest level and that that's really hard yeah. to uh i got it's on net i think it's on netflix i gotta find that documentary yeah, we'll Sorry, drop, it in, the, drop it in the drop it in the show notes, notes yeah. yeah uh wow okay all right man now yeah. it's just taking action well, thank on you. it but yeah well, thank yeah, you yeah, it's just, yeah 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 thank you man that's but that's the thing is like the 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 way in which i i help emotion uh, you know emotionally nurture your thought it's 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 the same with with this kind of with seeing but not both sides but just seeing seeing mm-hmm. the wholeness of things not getting not getting stuck in in my yeah, piece of yeah. the pie or whatever yeah that's very that's very very helpful broader views and just more inclusive i mean you're you're way more inclusive thinker than i am i mean that's um as part of um being other (laughs) i think i think it just Mm. the only way to conceptualize the world was to understand oh okay i get it like we're different we just gotta accept that and and that Mm. didn't always it wasn't always given to me but uh for my own sanity, sure. I needed it. It just takes that time, and and the fourth, the fourth was weird because this is my first year of celebrating the Fourth of July from an ideological standpoint. 
where I have known the ideals, right? So I've never celebrated the ideals because I didn't know mm. they existed. Obviously, through this podcast, I've gained that that awareness and that knowledge. And now it's like, oh, this is amazing. And I don't just mean white magic, but I do mean just that progressive idea from, you know, two, three hundred years ago that has led us down this path is really cool to celebrate. And I... Yeah. I, if I if I'm picturing people who were like, oh, fuck yeah, America, you know, I always thought they were insane. It's like, dude, chill. Right. Like, chill. Yeah. But now with this ideological piece, yeah. it's like, oh, yo, yeah, this is dope. This is actually really cool. I get why France <laughs> sent us um, the yeah. Statue of Liberty. Like someone made that and was like, yo, yeah. thank you. That that That's so hard to mm. wrap your head around that someone took the time to build a colossal statue. Why? And it's not even their country. Oh, they believe in these ideals at the same time. And they weren't doing it for like, oh, yeah, mm. racism. Right. They weren't like, oh, yeah, kill natives. Like they did it for something. Right. And and that. It's the Statue of Liberty. It's it, we accept your week, right? It's it's at New York because this is where all these people are flooding from Europe, hoping to make something of themselves. Just praying, like I, I have no money, yeah. but I'm going, right? I'm I'm getting in this ferry, and I'm I'm going to yeah. have to believe that there's a truth out there that I don't know exists yet, but I'm going to take that chance. And and so that aspect from the the East Coast probably really felt and built up, and that might be why I didn't connect with it as much, is because I'm from the South. I'm on the west coast at the same time and so it's just it was built different you know it was built different and it's very much spanish um acquisitions you know it's just a different culture but um this force for yeah. me i'm gonna be i'm gonna be celebrating um it's yeah it's That's great yeah <laughs> i don't know how to That's tell great. people that either because i know a lot of people that won't be celebrating um, sure yeah because i won't i mean i'm not going to but but i mean i think again it's like one of those things like i don't want to judge your doing that i mean that's good that's yeah. really great it sounds it sounds like it's like this really big great thing for you that's happened so yeah go for it yeah it's <laughs> awesome that's awesome um because i know you know what because i know it's not you saying screw black people screw natives i know it's not yeah even if you're like hell yeah america if i saw you doing a video or something with the hat on or whatever yeah i'd be, I'd be like well i know he's not I know he's not racist. I know he's not, you know, xenophobic. I know he's not, you know, all these things. Yeah. Uh, I know his, his, his blinders aren't on because I know you. So, or, you know, uh, and so uh, anyway, yeah, that's really interesting, man. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I think it's great. Celebrate. Let, let's, let, let me, let me know. I want to know what it's like to celebrate this year and then give me a, a field report. Yeah, man, I, I will. I, I, I own no patriotic items, um, so I'll have to okay. go acquire some of those. I kind of want a mullet. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We in here now. Yeah. I, it, that's what it's like. So honestly, I'm thinking, I think I was this pumped when Obama got elected. I was like, America, like yeah, for a yeah. day. And so for the, for that, that, that inauguration was a okay. America moment. And then, okay. um, but all I got, so I have Obama clothes. I don't have America clothes. <laughs> okay. I got, I got Obama socks, Obama shirt, you know. There you go. <laughs> need, there you go. So now I need to acquire America stuff. Um, but it's Something with an eagle on it, bro. Oh, Get man. That eagle on there. Yeah, red, white, and blue. I've always been a fan of eagles. Uh, my elementary school was an eagle and my high school was an eagle. Um, and they were both um, like more of a bald eagle than regular eagle. But um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's yeah, it's you know stars. What is it? Stars and bars. 
getting stars and bars. Stars and bars. <laughs> I do think, I also think it's very American that our Star Spangled Banner is like, we're celebrating that we took an L, but we, we survived the L. Like that's mm. that's some American shit of we're so cool that we're gonna celebrate an L and make it like we won. And that mm. that is just the epitome of ignoring things and just pressing forward, right? Just like mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm going at mm. this. And that yeah, I don't know. That's just where I'm at right now. <laughs> All right, we'll get a feel. I'm gonna get a feel report from you, man. See how it went. I'll let you know. Good, bro. It's good. Well, listeners, I, I thank y'all very much for for sticking with us. We got folks here and from Patreon. We we appreciate y'all just hanging with us. Uh, you didn't chat with us tonight. That's okay. I don't want to put any pressure on anybody, but uh, we love to have y'all chat and and talk and and um, yeah, support the podcast. We're we're so appreciative. Uh, any ideas y'all have for the show? Any guest ideas? Any topic ideas? Please, you can you can reach us uh, in the Patreon page. Uh, you can reach us through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all that stuff. Um, wow, Chris, what the? No, I just I hope everyone had a amazing Fourth of July, and I hope that if you know this this comes out a few days after, you know, I hope you've had time to reflect, and maybe this hits you at the right time to really see the full picture of the date. And um, I'm not here to throw shade on however you celebrated or however you did not you you abstain from right. celebration you know i respect that and you did what you you wanted to do and what you needed um but as imperfect allies yeah. as imperfect humans it is important for us to try and see that full picture so we can create a better country culture i mean I, you know world culture too but I, i'm just thinking right here what's tangible but we're on the internet so i guess you know the world and maybe there's some signals leaking out to the martians or whatever i don't know I'm getting a little ridiculous with this metaphor but um just yeah we just want to make sure we're speaking about the whole truth and accepting people as they are as imperfect and thank you rich mm-hmm. thank you listeners rock with us yeah. um yeah, i guess yeah we're, we're at that point where we just you know say peace peace